Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, I love it. We are smart, smart people this morning. Amen. You are welcome. Can we just honor Jesus this morning? Maybe we just stand and just pray it. Uh, this is a very sensitive topic and uh, it's not good to take it lightly. Some of you might not understand, but uh, Jesus will be glorified this morning. Father, we thank you because you are God. We have come not unto man, but we came to you, Lord. And we believe you this morning that no matter what the case is, nobody is returning the same in the name of Jesus. Somebody will be touched. Somebody will be delivered. Somebody will be comforted. Somebody's eyes will be open to the truth. And the devil will lose his hold this morning over the life of somebody. He will lose his grip this morning over the life of somebody challenge this morning. Whatever they are going through, Lord, my faith is in you that will return with the joy of the Lord in their hearts. Dancing and singing and coming back with a testimony. Spirit of the living God, may I not speak of myself as you speak this morning, so shall I communicate. Bless the heart of somebody. May your word find a place in the heart of somebody standing in front of you this morning. To the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Have your seats. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your amen is too weak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm going to be talking about the power of deliverance. The power of deliverance. Please, if we can have Romans chapter 8 on the board. We just found, we, we can build our, our uh, foundation from there. Romans chapter 8, beginning from verse 1. No, not some Romans. Roman. Okay. It's not there. I know some of us we have phone this morning, right? And we have Bible in our phone. So let's read from our phone. Praise God. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the Lord of the Spirit of life set me free. From the Lord of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weak by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the sinful man. In order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled, might be fully met in us, sorry, 
who do not live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit or what the spirit desires hallelujah the man of the sinful man is dead but the man of the the man that is controlled by the spirit is life and peace amen are we together verse 8 no verse 7 now the sinful man wrestle or hustle with god it does not submit to god's law nor can it do so those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please god verse 9 you however are controlled not by the sinful nature but by the spirit if the spirit of god lives in you and if anyone does not have the spirit of christ he does not belong to christ but if the but if christ is in you your body is dead because of sin yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness the last verse 11 and if the spirit of him who raised christ from the dead live or is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body praise jesus the word of the lord now for this scripture we have come to understand one thing i come to understand from this scripture is life is spiritual are we together life is well spiritual that's what paul made us to understand that as a human we have three personality spirit soul and what and body spirit soul and body now most of the time as christian we mostly focus on the physical part of our life and forget the spiritual part of our life but let me say this to you this morning whatever that happens to you in the physical begins from the spiritual can i say that again whatever that happens to you now in the physical begins from the spiritual whether it be a sickness challenges whatever you are going through begins from the spirit realm it has been orchestrated in the realm of the spirit all you see here is just a manifestation of what has happened or what has been decided up there are we together amen now because we don't have too much time so i will not waste too much time here today amen now the power of delivering what is delivering what is delivering most people will say i don't need delivering If you want to understand what delivering is about, come to Africa. We will show you. When you see demons manifesting, when you see demons speaking through a man, then you understand that we can be possessed by demons. Amen. The biblical definition for delivering, I said uh, in Antigone from the scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 17, the one you heard there before. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 37. The Bible says, And David said, The Lord deliver me from the pot or from the cloth of the lion and of the bear. 
That same God who delivered me from both the lion and the bear's claws will deliver me from this Philistine. He was talking about Goliath. I think some of us know the story of Goliath. You did Goliath in Bible uh, Sunday school, right? Those days, right? In Sunday school. The Bible said, and Goliath came to challenge the army of the Lord, Israel. And nobody could face him. Nobody could face Goliath. And a small boy, 16 years old, came from nowhere and went to the king, King Saul, and said, Saul, King Saul, what will be given to the man that will bring this giant down? And Saul, look at this young man, beginning from verse 35. He said, you are too small to fight this guy. You are his young boy. I'm paraphrasing the scripture. In verse 36, he said to, 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 to David, said to him, he said to David, he said, Goliath has been fighting from the days of his youth. So he's, he's a man of war. He is a man of war. But what Paul forgot to know that David was a man of valor. An anointed man. Yet small in the body. So your size does not matter in the spirit realm. It's what you carry. That's what matters. Hallelujah. And David said, listen, I have a God that this man has come to challenge. He has not come to challenge me. He has not come to challenge the army of Israel. He has come to challenge my God. The same God who allowed me to, to tear or, or, or tear a lion into pieces. That same God will deliver this own second star Philistine into my hand. So what David is trying to tell us is that God is the only person that has the ability, the capability to deliver a man from spiritual attacks. From spiritual attacks. Are we together? Amen. Are you following? Now, in Psalm 18, verse 16 and 19, David said, He sent on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me. I want us to notice the word rescue there. He rescued me from the strong enemy and from those who hated me. Hallelujah. For they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the days of my calamity. But the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me again. Every time you find God measuring something in the vice twice, that means it is serious. He rescued me. Church God is the only who can deliver you from the situation you find yourself in no man can do it so you can come to the pastor the pastor could pray it you understand the pastor is only playing his part being a representative of God the Bible says we are ambassador of God not so so the pastor being representing God can only pray but the deliverance comes from God not the pastor that's why you don't put your feet in your pastor. You put your feet in Jesus. Are we together? You put your feet in who? Oh, church, let me hear you this morning. You put your feet in who? Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we understand that God is the one who delivers. Let's go to why do we need deliverance? Why do we deliver? Why am I talking about the power of delivering this morning? That means we need deliverance. Well, I mean, why do we need it? Why do we need it? If God will deliver you, from whom will God deliver you from? That's what I'm trying to say now. 
If God will deliver you from whom will God deliver you from? I wish you had time. I would have gone deeper this morning, but uh, let me just stay. Amen. Now, in First Peter chapter five, do you have it there? Verse eight. Good. Look at what the Bible says here. Be alight and be sober. Your enemy, who? Who is the enemy? Church, can we, can we, I mean, maybe like, let, let Allah in the university now. The instructor is talking, you are responding to him. Is that okay? <laughs> who is the enemy there? So who is God going to deliver us from? Who is God going to deliver us from? The devil. The devil. So if God must deliver you, God is going to deliver you from the enemy called the devil. Let's look at another scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Oh, I love this. This guy is very smart this morning. On point. <laughs> look at it. In order that Satan might not outwit us, in order that Satan will not have control over us. In order that Satan will not deceive us. He said, for we are not unaware. It is dangerous as a Christian to be unaware of spiritual matters. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Because you could be attacked. And you could be facing attack and think is yes. I mean, it is a natural thing. You know, everybody goes through it. No. What if it is not the word of God of what uh, 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 the word of God for what you are going through, and you are unaware? So Paul is saying to us, we should not be unaware of these things, of the scams of the devil, and all of us the devices of the devil, the tricks of the devil. Let us not be unaware. That's why, by the grace of God, this morning I am here to teach you to be aware of the devil's trick. I've witnessed people in, in back home who will just wake up this morning and say, Oh, I have a headache. And the next thing you heard, they are gone. I have a lady that was in our church who, who brother came to have a, a, a lunch with, 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 with her. They sat under the tree, they ate, and he said, Oh, I'm too filled. Let me just rest more. He rested and he stayed in eternity today. Unaware of the devil's attacks. Praise the Lord. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Therefore rejoice, you heaven, and you who dwell in the in them. But woe to the earth. The one woe that means curse to the earth. Curse to the earth. And the sea. Because who? Just can I have your response this morning? Oh! Oh! The devil has gone down to you. He is filled with spirit, with anger, with wrath. Because he knows his time is short. He has a limited time. So, I mean, he's, he's angry. That is why he's destroying homes. He's destroying marriages. He's destroying children. Sending children astray. Making children drugs addicts. He, he's just destroying so that he alone will not be in hell. That's why we don't need to be unaware about his calm. That's why we need Jesus. 
Can you look at somebody on your side and say, you need Jesus? Tell that person, you need Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not that you don't have Jesus. You are just making the person to, to you have, it, it is an awareness. Reassuring the person that you need Jesus. It's not that you don't have Jesus, but I'm reassuring you that you need Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody know that you need food, but somebody can, can come and tell you, say, you need some food to eat. No, so it's not that you don't have food. You say, come, come, let's have lunch together. You need some food. Praise the Lord. Now that we have the understanding of whom God is going to deliver us from, and who is God's going to, is, I mean, who is God going to deliver us from? Huh? The devil, right? What is his mission? Let's look at his mission. Good, mama. You're on point. What is the devil mission? If God must deliver us from the hands of the devil, that means the devil has a mission. Are you hearing me? The devil has a mission. John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. Many of us know that scripture, right? The Bible says who? Who is the thief? The devil. The devil comes only. Look at the scripture there. He didn't come for anything, but it's only he has one mission. Only the only mission he has is to do what? To steal, steal your joy, steal your happiness, steal your health, steal your marriage, steal your children. He has come to steal and to do what? Kill your life, kill your body with sickness, with diseases. That is what he has come to do. And to do what? And to destroy you. After he has stolen your health, your happiness, your joy, he kills your body with sickness. Then what does he do? He kills you. He destroys you. Finish you. That's why we don't joke with deliverance. Hallelujah. Because wickedness is real. Church, are you hearing me? Wickedness is real. Don't joke with it. Hallelujah. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. We read that scripture before. He said, Be sober. Wake up. Be a light for your adversary, the devil. The devil. The devil. As a rolling lion, seeking whom? What was what's his mission? To devour. Seeking whom? To devour. In, 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 in uh, uh, Job chapter 1, verse, verse 6. The Bible says there came a day when the sons of God gathered, like we have come to gather before our Lord Jesus Christ, right? The Bible says when the sons of God gathered to report themselves unto the Lord, Satan was in their midst. So it is possible what I'm even preaching you, Satan is there washing. Whispering in somebody's ear, don't mind what he's saying. It doesn't make sense. You don't need deliverance. What you need is just go on with your normal life and everything will be okay. What they taught us in school is what you need. You don't need Jesus. Just flow. Jesus is already in charge. I mean, he has already died for you, so it's finished now. He said it is finished, so everything is finished. Why are you worrying about? <sighs> Hallelujah. You don't need to pray because Jesus has paid the price already. He's whispering. The devil is... He, 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 he understands the scripture. Are you me? So the Bible says he, he, his mission is number one, to devoid somebody draw somebody out of the 
presence of God and bring them into darkness to destroy them. The devil will not have power over your life after today. Your amen is too weak. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, the Bible calls him the accuser. I wish we had time, I will explain in deep what the accuser does. What he does is, like in Job, Job is a very, is a typical example of what the Bible asks, the Bible says, and Satan was in the midst, in verse 6, he said, and Satan was in the midst of the Son of God, before the Prince of God, and God asks him, Satan, what are you doing here? Or where did you come from? He said, I went to and fro, back and front, up and down, of the earth, to do what? First Peter eight, I mean First Peter one eight say to seeking whom to what defour, to destroy. Then God said to him, "Have you considered Job, my servant?" And no, then now Satan begin to accuse Job before God. I mean, and he said to God, "Does Job fear you for nothing? Is it not because you have blessed him? Is it not because you have made him so rich? That's why he's serving you." But now, take everything from him and see if Job will still be faithful to you. The accuser. That's why sometimes when you pray, God, the devil will go to God. Somebody say, how can the devil go before God? But the Bible says he goes there in the presence of God. And tell God, why will you bless Sister Mary? She has done this, she has done this. He reminds God of your sin that you have not repented of. And because God is a God, is a holy God, and he doesn't endure sin, he holds his hand for your blessing. But to this morning, the devil will be put to shame. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Are we together? In John chapter 8, verse 47, I mean 44, sorry. John 8, 44. You have it there? Good. The Bible says you are like your father, the devil. You are like your father, the devil. The Bible says from in the beginning, he murdered. He lies. He's the father of lie. So the devil's mission is to make us to lie. Can I say this to you, church? There's nothing they call small lie and big lie. Lie that lie. Are you anybody agree with me? Some people say I, I just did it to you know make you figure. I lie so that person can figure. You are you have lied. Whether to figure or feedback, you have lied. So every time you lie, or anytime before you lie, remember this thing. The scripture say, if you lie, you are like the, your father, the devil, because he lied from the beginning, and he's the father of lies. Is that right? Good. He said, when he lies, he, speak, he speaks his native language. Which version are you using? Israel? For he is a liar and a father of what? Lies. Praise the Lord. Let me rush it so we can end. Amen. Example of that lie is Ananiah and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 and verse 1 to 5. You can read it when you get home. Now, how can I be delivered 
from the bondage of the devil quickly we wrote through this number one jesus christ is the only way for deliverance john chapter 14 verse 6, jesus christ said i am the way the truth and the light no man goes to the father no man go to god who has the ability and the capability to deliver us except through jesus christ so when you have jesus in your life be sure that god will step into your situation amen jesus christ is the only way he is the truth and he is the life no man comes to the father except through christ how many of you have jesus in your life this morning come on, if you have jesus let's celebrate him amen amen Bible says in Proverbs 18 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the, the righteous run into it. What is the name of the Lord? The Lord Jesus. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Hallelujah. Number two, how can I be delivered from the bondage of the devil? You must be born again. I will take a little bit of time on this, then we close. Amen. You must be born again. Church, let me say this to us. Coming to church does not make you born again. We need to understand this thing. The fact that you come into church doesn't mean you are born again. The fact that you attended a king's party does not make you a royal family or a member of the royal family. True or false? <laughs> I went to the king's party. That made me a royal. No, that does not make you a royal member of the royal family. So you can be coming to church while it's possible that you are not born again and it's possible you die and go to hell. I'm not judging anybody. Please don't get me wrong. I'm just saying something so you can understand it amen no judgment so how can one be born again the bible said in john chapter 3 the bible said a, a ruler of, of 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 the law a pharisee went to jesus by night his name was called nicodemo he went to, to jesus by night and said to jesus lord we know that you are the teacher of the law we know that you are from heaven and no man coming from heaven can do the things that you do i'm paraphrasing no man can do the things that you are doing except they be come from God and Jesus said something to him he said what can I do to go to heaven and Jesus said to him except a man be born again he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven and Nicodemus said how can a man who is grown up be born again will he go into his mother's womb the second time Jesus said no what I'm talking about except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven now Paul make Paul explained that very well for us in the book of Romans let's look at it are we together are we together in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 look at what Paul put it do you have Romans 10 now good Look at how Paul put it. If you declare with your what? Now I'm trying to I'm showing you how can one be born again now. Huh? If you declare with your what? That means the word declare means another version says if you confess, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. So how can one be born again? You must confess Jesus. You must confess your sins. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, he said, If thou wilt confess your sin, God is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 
So you must confess Jesus. Then in verse 10, he said, Confession is confession with, with the heart one believeth, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Verse 10 of this. You don't have the verse 10 there. Hallelujah. With the heart one believeth. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you need to confess Christ. You need to confess Christ to be born again. Amen. How many of you have confessed Christ in this place? As long as you have confessed Christ, that means you are born again. And if you are born again, the devil has no right over you anymore. For this reason, the Son of Man will make manifest to destroy the works of the devil. You remember we read John 10, 10. The Bible said the, the, the thief came but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ come to give us life and give us life in abundance. That's the mission of Jesus. To give you life, better life. Hallelujah. 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 Christ has come to give us life. And that's, that's the victory we have. The Bible says we have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. We have overcome him. I see you becoming an overcomer after today. Say amen. I'm prophesying in your life. I see you becoming an overcomer after today. Say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How do I become born again? Believe that Jesus Christ can deliver you. In Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Say, if thou believe, when thou pray, whatsoever you pray, you will believe, you will receive it. Not so? If thou believe, and don't doubt in your heart when you pray, whatsoever you pray, my, help, my Father in heaven will give it unto you. So when you are praying, you need to believe what you are praying for. Don't pray in doubt. Many prayers are not answered because it is being prayed in doubt. Don't pray in doubt. Believe what you are praying for. Amen. Amen. I got one more minute. Let me just close it up. Praise the Lord. How can I be free from the bondage of the devil? Number four, trust in the Lord Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all the heart, with all the mind. Trust Him. Trust Him. Lean not on your own understanding. In all that you do, trust in the Lord, and He will direct your path. He will give you the desire of your heart. Trust Him. You need to trust Jesus. Amen. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Number five, have faith in Christ Jesus. Have faith. In Matthew chapter 7, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 28, the Bible says, If you have faith, if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Be that removed and be that cast into the sea. And the mountain shall be removed and be cast into the sea. You're, you don't need big faith. To conquer the devil, you need small faith. And what what we what we call small faith is what we call just a step. That's all. Just take a step, and Jesus will do the rest. 
The Bible says he ordered the step of a righteous man. So what God is waiting for you to do is you just take one step. God will order the rest. Are we together? Are we together? Amen. Let's close with this one. How do I become born again? I mean, how do I become free from the bondage of the devil? The name of Jesus. <laughs> there is power in the name of Jesus. How many of you know that song? There is power. Sorry, my time off. <laughs> there is power in the name of Jesus. How many of you have heard that song? There is power in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, the Bible says, and, and it, came, it, it came out the day of prayer. The apostle went to the temple to pray and they met a man who was lame at the, the, the beautiful gate. And he was looking at them and Peter and John, look at, looking at this man, went to pray in, during the hours of prayer. Look at this man and said, fix your eyes on us. We don't have coin to give you. We don't have money to give you. We don't have anything to give you. But such as we have, we give unto you in the name of Jesus. In the name of of Jesus, rise up and walk. There is power in our name. But please, let me advise you: if you don't have relationship with that name, with that name don't call that name like that, because you can get the devil angry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you don't have relationship with the name of Jesus, don't call that name, so that the devil don't get angry with you. Shall we rise up? There is power in the name. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19 verse 14, the sons of Siphat, who saw Paul laying hands on people and delivering them. So they thought it was something that, it was, they thought it was a drama. I mean, it was a show. They themselves went and saw a madman, went to the man, and in the name of Jesus, we command you come out of him. And the man, the spirit in the man, look at them and say, "Who are you?" Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Who are thou? And the Bible says, the seven sons of Caesar they were flogged by that madman, naked them, and sent them out of there. <laughs> Why? Because they did not have a relationship with the name. Don't mention that. Name. Don't pray. Don't listen. <laughs> Back home. There are certain deliverance I never did. When they bring some mad people, when I look at you, I, I look, I know my realm, my, my level, my level. I know my rank in the realm of the spirit. There are certain people you bring to me, I will never pray for them. I just say, God bless you. Because I know if you pray for that kind of person, and if you are not strong enough, the devil in that person will come for you. And I can prove that from scripture. The Bible says, when the spirit leads a man, it goes around hovering, looking for a place to rest. If he found nowhere to rest, he said, let's go back to my own house. I want us to pray this morning and we close. Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer with me. When Jesus came, the first message Jesus preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is on hand. John the Baptist came. His first message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is on hand. The apostle came. The first message to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is on hand. Listen to me. You might be living a life. If each and every one of us, we are human beings, we have our shortcoming. Romans 3, 23 says, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have our shortcoming. So I want us to pray a prayer of repenting this morning. 
Is that okay with you? Say with me, Lord Jesus. I've come to you. Accept me, Lord. Just as I am. I have sinned against you. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Let your healing hands rest upon me. Rest upon me, Lord. This morning, by your precious blood, cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Heal me, Lord. Accept me, Lord, in your kingdom. Let your mercy, let your grace be upon my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You are blessed this morning. Amen.